There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you for another week. Another tremendous guest today. We've got Blair Singer. We're going to be talking about leaders must be teachers. Um, Before I introduce you to Blair, I'd like to say um, a big thank you to um, Francois Luprien last week. Um, We had a great conversation. We talked about... um, we talked about the kind of the, the seasons and we talked about, about nature and what we can learn from those, um, the different sort of stages that nature goes through. Um, we talked about pruning and the harvesting and uh, uh, we talked about planting and, uh, and it was just a really fascinating conversation, I think, which gets you a little bit closer to what's important, but also really helped to remind you of those, those things that we need to do uh, when we're developing a business like planting the seeds and, uh, uh, and, uh, and and pruning the pruning the uh, the trees and stopping doing those things which are taking away um, our, our focus and then being prepared to kind of harvest uh, when once we've identified opportunity and realised that we need to uh, he described it as building a barn I think and so that you can you can hold uh, the um, the produce that you produce um, but a really interesting conversation so thank you to Francois. Um, also, I'd like to thank Seal Stanford, who introduced me to our fantastic guest this week, uh, Blair Singer. Um, Seal um, really connected with her a number of shows ago. If you check out the archive, you can see the interview with Seal. They've got amazing um, diagnostic kind of tools to help you understand yourself and people are doing some amazing work in the world. And I, I thought Seal was just, uh, just an absolute delight. So do check out that interview. Um, also, we recently had a show on Play the, um, Play the Game, which was the, um, the book that I, um, that I contributed to with uh, 18 other um, leaders. And uh, I'm delighted to say that that book uh, reached number one um, in the UK in a number of markets and a number of different categories. So if anyone bought it, thank you very much for helping us along. Uh, it's a great book and, uh, and it's been a pleasure to be a part of that project. So let me um, tell, talk a little bit about today's show because um, I think this is a really key topic because this, um, this concept of teaching and leaders must be teachers uh, is a really important one. And I think it's a, a skill that some leaders um, will not appreciate that it's really a part, part of the job description and actually really essential today that we can also teach and we can facilitate and create organizations that are um, learning organizations. And my guest, uh, Blair Singer, has earned a, a reputation across the globe as an expert in sales and in business growth. And in doing that, he's taught thousands of people. Um, he's the founder and CEO of the Blair Singer Training Academy. He's author of three best-selling books, uh, Sales Dogs, Little Voice Mastery, and Code of Honor. He's uh, an in-demand uh, speaker all over the globe. And as I say, he's literally helped hundreds of thousands of individuals, businesses to um, experience um, on parallel sales growth and uh, generated great return on investment and brought lots of happiness with his work too, which I think is really important. So I'm delighted um, to uh, introduce you to Blair. He's someone who's admired across the globe and someone I'm just uh, thoroughly enjoying getting to know and uh, already am learning from. So a big welcome to Blair Singer. Well, thank you, Chris. It's an honor to be here. And, and, and I also would like to chime in to thank uh, Seal for hooking us up and put us, putting us together. She's been a great coach and teacher for me for many years, and I'm um, just glad we were able to get together. Fantastic. So, so tell us, you're, you're in, um, I know you're in Phoenix uh, now in Arizona, and we've just been chatting with, with Aaron, our engineer, who's also, his background's Ohio, which is yours too. I mean, how... Um, what, how's life been in Phoenix for you and, and for your, your family? I know you've got uh, uh, two growing um, uh, boys as well. And, you know, the last couple of years, it's been a strange time. What have you learned? Well, I'll tell you what. What I've learned is there's no shortage of learning. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. I mean, it's about everywhere you turn. Things seem to be ex- – over the last couple of years, it seems that things accelerate so quickly 
that you just want to stop and grab it for a minute to just relish the lessons out of everything. You know, I, I, what I've learned, particularly in the last since COVID, since I'd say March of 2020 was a big turning point for everybody. Um, and at that point, the, the fact of the matter is, what are the lessons that I need to learn right now? Because everything that we've had to deal with over the last couple of years are things that have been around for a long time, education, climate change, healthcare, politics, all, every, everything has been out there, but all of a sudden because of COVID got compressed and now the average individual has to deal with all of it all at one time. And, and I think that the big thing that I've learned for my family for, in dealing with my family is that no matter what happens, and there've been some horrific things that have happened, is that there's always a blessing someplace somewhere on the other side of, of and it's, that's not a new concept, but whether it's in business, I mean, our business got completely shut down in 2020, the, our, our training business, um, whether it's disease, COVID, whatever, that somewhere in there, there's a big lesson and a big blessing. And, and, if I, if, and I've, I think for our family, if we can take a look at that from that perspective, it's not so bad. You know, it's actually kind of exci- an exciting journey. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I certainly found. I think learning accelerated during this period for me. Anyway, I mean, uh, the, the the things that you you learn through deep thought and uh, and going through that almost like the rug feel like it's been been pulled. But I don't know. I, I certainly have a sense of gratitude that I feel um, I feel fortunate for for you know where we live, what we have. There are people around the world who are really struggling, not just with COVID, but with with climate change and the impacts and. It's a lot of lot of challenges um, right now, so I have I have deep gratitude for that. But I hope through these recordings and things and talking to to like with you know great people like you, we can just play our part to help. Really, yeah, I think and, and you are doing that. And and so th- again, as I said earlier, thank you for the opportunity to do this because one of my teachers taught me a long time ago is you don't <clears throat> excuse me you don't learn less. It's impossible to learn less. <laughs> yeah. So by putting more, by putting more out there for people to pick and choose, uh, we'll hopefully talk about this in, in this show. Is that um, education is taking on a new form, and when people understand the new form, then everybody can accelerate with the acceleration of change as well. But if you're stuck in the old style of learning, you're going to get left behind for sure. Yeah, and you you mentioned there about. Uh, you know, people that you kind of learned from in your your past, and um, had had the people we've talked about who kind of mentored you on this journey. You mentioned Seal, but there were some other interesting people. I mean, what what did you? Were the pivotal moments in your kind of upbringing, and then in your journey to what you're doing now? People that you met on that that journey, which changed you forever through learning more, not less. Well, you know, it's funny, we, we, t- we mentioned, and the engineer is also from Medina, Ohio, which is very close to where I grew up. And I, I think of Medina, Ohio, uh, riding along at four years old, uh, sitting in the cab of a, of a cattle truck with my grandfather as he was a livestock dealer. And so we we're tra- trading livestock throughout Amish territory and that part of Northeastern Ohio and, and learning and just watching him as a very rugged uh, from the old country entrepreneur, uh, dealt everything in cash. So he was probably the biggest influence. He and my father were huge influences in, in beginning because I grew up on a 550-acre dairy farm So mm-hmm. where my dad would get up at 3 a.m. and work till 10 p.m. seven days a week. And so I learned about hard work, um, which was a good thing. It was also not a good thing. I mean, you know, it's like that if you just work hard, everything will take care of itself, which is just not true, as we know. But if you don't work hard, things aren't going to happen for you either. So it's, it's, it, it was a, a blessing and a curse both together. And I think that what happened for me, so you, your question was, who are the people? Um, certainly, they were one. Um, I put I kind of lumped them together. But as I left Ohio, uh, moved to Hawaii, I met people like 
Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. So when he was a sales rep for Xerox, he came into my little surf shop trying to get me to buy his stupid Velcro wallets. And I'm going, dude, <laughs> I go, my, my customers have no money. What would they need a wallet for? And I was just trying to make a joke and we got into this gigantic argument, but he and I've been best friends you know, forever and ever, ever since then, and went on this whole personal development journey. And I would say that there were two people in that journey that had the biggest impact. Uh, one was obviously my trainer, the, the head trainer, his name was Marshall Thurber, brilliant genius of a guy who really taught us about education and learning and how to teach. And he introduced us to a fellow by the name of Dr. Buckminster Fuller. Bucky Fuller, he was an engineer, an architect, wrote many books, uh, had a huge impact on a lot of people uh, over the years. I think he died in uh, 1983, but his work, I think, probably had the most powerful impact on myself, on Robert, uh, on, on many people, Mark Victor Hansen, Werner Erhard, people like that just were really moved by his vision of what the future could look like if people would could understand how to work together, um, understand the bigger picture, that he always said that the environment or the context is more important than the content. And, and I took that verbatim and went out to build my businesses and to teach that way. And it just made a gigantic difference. I was mentioning to you that Robert and I are still best friends. He, we both here live here in Phoenix. And we were talking about it last night. He goes, can, Robert says, can you believe all the things that have happened to us, all the journeys we've been on? And I go, yeah, I can't even imagine the average person goes through this stuff. And we both feel very blessed to have been given that inspiration of Bucky that, that, there's a, that he said this, these words. He said, we all have the opportunity to live at a higher standard of living than anybody has ever seen in the history of humanity, if we do certain things. And that just hooked me. I just go, wow, we could all live. He said, we live as 7 billion billionaires. And that inspired me. And so it's driven my life ever since, you know? And um, so those are big influencers for me. Fantastic. And if anyone wants to hear, hear Marshall Thurber, there was an interview in the archive. I, I loved interviewing him. And he was, he was um, what I loved about the interview too was um, actually after the interview in that he, he spent half an hour asking me questions. And I felt so special that he did that. And, and then I asked him, what was the biggest key to his success in his life? And he said, it's this, be more interested than interesting. And he was, uh, and he lives, he lives that. Um, I, I didn't realize I had anything in common with, um, with Robert Kiyosaki because um, my first ever job was in sales for Rank Xerox. So uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Long, long, long time ago. Um, so Blair, we've got about just a couple of minutes till commercial break, break now. And we should sort of mention, you know, how, how, um, you're, you, you built the, this um, huge sort of this training academy. You teach all over the world. Um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you help, um, what you're most proud of. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, Blair Singer Training Academy is an amazing tribe of trainers that I've, t I've taught, that many of which are now certified and some of them licensed with me. And the whole, our whole mission is to improve the quality of life for everybody, coming from Bucky, improve the quality of life for everybody by creating the best teachers, leaders, and facilitators in the world that fundamentally change the way we learn, particularly in the marketplace. Um, because if there's one thing that we can do, and we're already doing it in probably over 40 countries now around the world, and if you want to check it out, you can go to BlairSinger.com and to check out what we're doing. But it's, um, it's amazing. And these are amazing people making an amazing difference just by teaching. Hmm, fantastic. Well, we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the break, let's, um, let's get into Leaders Must Be Teachers. Let's find out um, why this is so important. Let's find out about how maybe, um, how maybe we go about doing it and you know, what are the steps that people need to take to elevate their ability to, to teach, to facilitate to communicate, to build organizations that are about, um, about learning. So um, really enjoyed that first segment um, with you, Blair. And uh, we'll back, be back again with you all in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. Um, probably with a pen and paper might be a good idea. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Blair Singer. We're, we're talking about Leaders Must Be Teachers. We found out uh, lots about Blair in the first uh, segment. Um. Blair, we, we talked a little bit about this um, in a strange world, which seems to be in crisis right now with, with, with COVID, with, um, with um, climate change, with um, biodiversity kind of collapsing technology. And, and, you know, as a consequence of this, there seems to be a lot of, there's a lot of, is it a consequence, but we maybe we've always had some of this presence, but there were huge amounts of issues with, um, with mental health, um, with, suicide and um, with a lot of examples of this particularly young males in the UK um, substance abuse um, debt and I wonder is this is this a failing of um, partly education or is it just the climate and and of the education system and I, I wonder and I'd be interested in your your view on this is the education system that we went through I'm not sure it adequately teaches us some of these things that we need to know. And in organizations, these problems in people continue is one of the reasons for being a, a leader as a, a teacher important because we need to comp- also compensate for what we didn't get when we were younger. So there's a long, long winded way of. Uh, no, but you're, you're spot it. on. You're, you're spot on, you know, and if I could just jump in there is that, I have, a, I have a coach who said, who said something I'll never forget. He says, crisis is simply change that's trying to happen. Okay. Yeah, crisis is yeah. change. In other words, you know, environment, um, disease, economics, uh, you know, all these things are all problems, but they've been around for a while and we've had every opportunity to fix them. But we haven't. We just keep pushing the can down the road because kicking the can down the road because we're okay until all of a sudden, you know, the black swan or the the COVID pops in and then everybody gets locked down and then it just everything piles up. Everything just kind of piles up and now it's a crisis. It's kind of like you're you, you figure your health is okay until you run up the stairs and all of a sudden you're like your your heart's pounding out of your chest. You go, what's going on? You're lightheaded. Doctor says to you, hey, dude, you got to do something right now. You're diabetic. You're, you got arteries that are clogged. Now you have a crisis. You had every opportunity for years before to fix that problem, but you didn't do it because you didn't think it was important. Now you got a crisis. So that's the blessing of the crisis because it's like, okay, you don't deal with it. You're going to die. Okay, your, <laughs> your body's just going to give up. So yeah. you're forced to do something. 
And so your point is, is that, so all these things, all these trend lines all crossing right now. Okay. And if I were to say, you know, technology skyrocketing up, which is great, it allows us to do more with less as Bucky Fuller would say, but at the same time, it's eliminating jobs. Okay. And, and but and they, on the other side, media is going up and, but mental health and confidence levels going down. So why do, why do leaders need to be teachers? Because if, if leaders now, particularly in business, are not teachers, who's going to do it? If you think about, if you're listening right now, you think about the three or four things that you need to learn the most or you want to learn the most right now, just think of those mentally in your brain. And as you think about those, I will bet you that not one of the three is calculus or trigonometry or anything like that. You're going to be thinking things like wealth building, health, relationships, maybe even communication. Where are you going to learn that? That's never, it's not, you're not going to go to school to learn it. So to your point, Chris, is that the reason we have such a crisis is it because our, the one institution that we held to be sacred all these years, you know, like our, we held our financial institutions to be sacred, we health care, but the biggest and the most unspoken one was education, which has failed dramatically, drastically in a, in a huge way to prepare us for anything coming down. So in other words, I believe that there's all these problems that we're talking about. Every single one of them can be solved by us, but it can be, but it cannot be only, but it can be solved by people that know how to cooperate, collaborate, get their egos out of the way, how to communicate, how to create together, which are none of the things that are taught in school. As a matter of fact, we're taught the opposite. If you're, if you try to collaborate in school, you're considered cheating, taking advantage of, you know, copying from somebody else is, is a bad thing when in business, that's, that's what you do. It's called best practices. So I think that the whole, and it's not because school teachers are bad people. It's because the, the context or the environment that that system was created in, in the age, you know, the industrial age or whenever it was created was not designed to keep tabs, to keep pace with accelerating change. So therefore, the school is at odds with who we are and what we need. And that's why leaders must now be the new teachers. I believe we're in the middle of a, of a, of a revolution of education. Okay. I think that if you're trying to learn how to be a, an entrepreneur, you want to learn how to be good in business, all these things, you can't go to school and learn it because they're going to tell there could be teachers that even tell you that being wealthy is an evil thing, yeah. that money is a bad thing. That capitalism is a bad thing or something crazy like that. You know, so it's like, I think that it's that leaders now, and it's not a big, it's not a hard task. Leaders must be teachers. And when we've done this with leaders in all industries all around the world, that not only does it enrich the lives of their people, but their businesses begin to boom. Because now you have a team that knows that's not afraid of change, not resistant to change, takes responsibility for the change and knows what to do with it. Yeah. So, so we're saying this, the, the, the system as a whole doesn't work. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just thinking what came to me was I, I was asked my opinion on an MBA program for a local university. And there was a number of us business leaders asked to look at it. And, uh, and I gave um, a, opinion. Um, actually, the opinion wasn't really wanted. They'd already decided what was going to go in there. But, but it, was so, it was so uninspiring because, the, and the reason it had to be like that was because it had to be accredited by this organization, by this one, by this one. So there's that framework. And then I suppose the other thing I, I'm, that's come to my mind, and this could be a bit controversial, but if you're being taught by people who've only ever known a life circumstance of X, uh, you know, which relates to their current circumstances, are they going to be able to teach you to get to Y? They're probably going to try and keep you near them at X. Um, and, uh, and I wonder what, you know, your, your coaches, the people who inspire you, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, et cetera, uh, Marshall Thurber, um, they have a different life circumstance as do leaders of many organizations. So, is this, is this also an, a, a factor yeah, too? Well, yeah, and so that's a really great point, Chris, because fundamental to the way the people that you mentioned that have been my mentors and coaches and partners 
is and what Fuller, Bucky Fuller said, human beings learn by trial and error. Hmm. We learn by making mistakes. That is fundamental to our existence as a human race. Yes. But unfortunately, school punishes that behavior. It, it punishes that behavior that if you make mistakes, you're an idiot. You're never going to amount to anything. And when the truth of it is, they're, it's squelching the exact way that we have evolved as a species. So it's not about you don't want to make mistakes. Nobody wants to. But the mistake is the opportunity to learn something. And I think what Fuller and Marshall and all those folks taught me was that the is the process of embracing the mistake and learning from it quickly. I mean, I could give you countless stories of times when I wanted to quit. I was fed up. I had it. And I, I remember one time Marshall looked at me when I had one of the most humiliating experiences of my early training career. I mean, I was booed off a of stage. I was so bad. I was... This was 1982 or 1983, and I was devastated. I go, I, you know, I'm never going to do this again. And he looked at me, laughing at me. He looked at me, he laughed at me, and he goes, okay, Blair, I got one question. I go, what? He goes, what did you learn? Yeah. You know, and it's such a simple question, and it was just like a dagger right in the middle of my oh. heart because he was spot on. Yeah. And, and change, that one question completely changed my life. Of course, it happened at the right time, and but but that whole concept of Fuller was to say, you know, we're born naked and helpless on this planet. We wouldn't last more than fifteen minutes left on our own devices. That's unique to our species, right? Okay, if a giraffe is born out on the Serengeti, they quick within a few hours they're standing up, moving around. We don't do that as human beings, so we therefore rely on each other in order to survive. And therefore, because we rely on each other, the, the, the mutual mistakes that we make together that we learn from moves us all ahead. Every time we stop that and, and you have kids, you know, that go to school and they're everybody's risk averse and they don't want to and they're afraid of this, afraid of that, don't know how to think anymore. Um, you know, school, a, a, a good leader, a good, I think Jack Welch even said this many years ago, that teaching, teaching as a role of a manager or leader is the most unspoken of, but most valuable skill you could have because the, the lessons that are being learned in business every single day come, as you know, come fast and furious, all kinds of lessons, financial lessons, operational lessons, communication lessons, personnel lessons, all these things. And the ability of a, of a leader to help ask the right questions of this, of the team to let them discover the answers is priceless. It's yeah. priceless. It, it, it turns your organization yeah. into a, 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 a dynamo, in my experience. Mm. I'm, just, um, I'm just picturing you on that stage um, being booed off and thinking back at that, uh, that lovely <laughs> phrase you mentioned about uh, crisis is change trying to happen. Yep. So yep. you were there in your crisis, weren't you? Uh, yeah, that's well, a great question you were asked. Um, I enable you to realize that. Um, well, now that you mentioned that, that's an interesting because it's a microcosm. We talked about it's yeah. a microcosm of everything that was going on in school. So I was learning, I was supposed to teach, I was teaching a, a lesson on business, entrepreneurship, just a section of the program on how millions of dollars are made and all this. And I go through the whole thing and, and I knew that I knew the material. I drove it. It was perfect. And at the end of the, at the end of the thing, somebody stood up and said, you have no, told me you have no idea what you're talking about. And this was one of the wealthiest real estate developers in all of Southern California. And he could smell a rat because my business was completely upside down at the time. My relationships were a mess. I was making no money. I had never seen a million dollars in my life at that point. And he could smell it. Mm. Right. And so he just whack, just nailed me. Okay. And it just ripped me wide open. And I, it was the biggest lesson of my life is that, that learning is not what you learn in a book. Learning is not what happens necessarily at an academic level. I mean, some of it's critically like engineering and medicine and law and these things, but there are some lessons that we desperately right now in 2021, we need to learn that are just not taught in school. No. But they're taught in business if the leader knows how to teach them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's ac- ac- accepting and realizing that our, you know, our jobs are to navigate these problems and issues and changes and learn. Uh, yeah, I was try- I was trying to be an intellectual, like a t- like a teacher, like a yeah. professor, in an entrepreneurial environment, and I got busted on it. That's basically what happened. I go, okay, mm-hmm. now I got it. So the rest of my life has always been earning the right. What do I got to do? Experience it, teach it. Experience yeah. it, teach it. Experience it, teach it. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I was busted once too, uh, and uh, I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a humbling experience. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I was um I was at a, a client's a few weeks ago, and on the toilet wall there was uh, in the bathroom there was a number of different quotes, and one that um I I stuck into my mind that I then went and wrote down a bit later was um uh, it was by Lao Tzu, and it was uh, meandering leads to perfection, <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that you know that kind of partly. Yeah, some of what you're saying, you know, we 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 do we we make mistakes, we try things, we do th- you know, we it's it's not a linear process, is it? It's, no, it's not a, not it's not a straight line. It's it's not a linear process. Um, the, there's no such thing as a straight line anywhere in the universe. It just doesn't exist. No. no. So we've got we've got about a few minutes. Um, so I think we've, we've probably established now that you know <laughs> why leaders need to become great great teachers and. One thing that's also just sprung to my my um, consciousness from our conversation is that we, people might be listening to this and thinking, okay, I've got an insurance business, so you know my underwriting staff need to know how to underwrite. Uh, my sales staff need to know how to sell. My financial people need to be on financial courses. But we've been talking about um, underlying problems here. We've been talking about mental health. We're talking about you know de- depression. We're talking about finance. So actually. Is, is the, um, the role of a teacher in an organization to be more than just a academic teacher, but actually to be, to be um, uh, you know, a, wise, a wise being who can help people through their, their, navigate their problems too? That's a, that's a great observation, Chris. That's a great, because I agree with that 100%. It's what, what we always talk about, there's content, which is like academic material that you would need to learn Okay. Then there's the context, which is the environment that it sits in. And so as a, as a teacher leader in business, you need to be more focused, not on the content, but on the environment. Is it, it do you have rules? Is there a mission? Uh, what's the, what values are being, are being delivered or are, are people immersed in and are they enforced? And, and so helping people get lessons life lessons at the same time that they're getting business lessons and practical lessons. So yeah, a business leader does not need to teach people how to do Excel spreadsheets or how to use a a PC or how to use the internet. That's not the kind of teaching I'm talking about. I'm talking about teaching about how do we cooperate? How do we get this department to work with this department? How do we get them to communicate with each other, pull the best out of each other? And where are we getting that information from? How do we break down, you know, it's not new, break down silos and, and be able to really operate as a championship team so that when things get worse, we get actually get better. Okay. How do we take responsibility when things go wrong? How do we take responsibility and take rather than blaming and pointing fingers? How do we take responsibility and emerge through the emergency? You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's that's what I'm talking about about education. Yeah. So so you're saying that the leader's role isn't to shout at people when things go wrong. (laughs) Well, there's no guarantee that's not going to happen. But 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 yeah, it's not to shout at them for sure. Not to do that. It's it's to basically it's to help educate them and uh, help them asking great questions too. And asking questions because that's the key to all of it. Excellent. Well, we're going to go to commercial break again now, and after the break, we'll maybe uh, maybe a few um, lessons and thoughts from you about how how do people leaders elevate this ability to to teach and maybe what should should their environment be in an effective organization should have an element of it which is like a really fantastic brilliant school um so we'll come on back to those thoughts uh, after the break in just a couple of minutes from the boardroom to you voice america business network Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called 
the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. This is Chris Cooper. I'm with Blair Singer. We're talking about leaders and why they, it's so essential today that they must become great teachers too. And um, Blair, I'd like to just start off by, um, I'd love some tips for leaders, but also the environment in organizations. Should we make them a little bit more like brilliance, a brilliant school culture? I don't know, you know, should we, uh, everything that school is at its best, um, but also maybe even elevated further. I don't know. What, what's your thoughts? Well, my thought on it is, is first thing, if a, if a business leader is going to be a teacher, is to let go of teaching as you would know it in the traditional teaching yeah. education environment because that, it's that whole context that's the problem. So if you take a look at – I was just thinking about this at the break – the two words, education. Education comes from the Latin word educe, which means to draw out of. Educe, educ, educare, means to draw out of. So how do you do that? You, by asking questions, right? Hmm. Okay. So education is not about schooling, which is training somebody to do what they're told. Education means to draw out of the people. That's the original definition. It's the, kind of the Socratic method, right? Yeah. Asking questions. The second word is facilitation. And facilitation, the Latin root word of that is facile, which is the French word for making easy. Easy. So education should be drawing out and making things easy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> difficult, right? Yeah. And the other thing, and the hidden piece, and one of the definitions of facilitation that I looked up is that also facilitation means to make things flow easier by lowering resistance. So in other words, if you've got a blockage in a garden hose, the water doesn't come out so well. So if you remove the resistance in the hose, the water will flow through faster. Yeah. Okay. So what's the resistance? The resistance is your, what I call your little voice. Like I can't, you know, the, you know, little voice, that one is the, is the, it's like, I can't do it. I don't know how I'm confused, all that stuff. So as a leader, if you just understand those three elements and conduct yourself from that perspective, you're already going to change the environment. Okay. The, the final thing about that too, Chris, is that as a leader, as a teacher, that doesn't mean you have to have answers. 
That's an old idea. That's an industrial age idea that the leader's got to have all the answers. There's no way that anybody can have all the answers in today's day and age in any mm. industry. But if you know how to educe and facilitate, you will come up with great answers. I mean, to think that myself, if I have a, if I have a business, let's say, of, of 10 people, 20 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, whatever it is, to think that I'm smarter than 1,000 people is pure mm. arrogance. Yeah. I mean, the, the creative power that sits in there is, is waiting to be tapped. Yeah. If you if you if you have some basic elements in place, like what's our mission? What's our you know what are our values? Do we have some basic rules, which we yeah. can talk about if you want? But yeah. but I think that this idea, well, I don't have the answers. That's a good thing. So tell them I don't have the answer. Okay, we got this problem. How are we going to deal with this? Who's got an idea? Break them into groups. Boom, 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 boom. All the things that we do that school just doesn't do. Okay, here's the problem. Go figure it out. And then I'm going to grade you if you're right or wrong. You know, it's like, come on. Why can't we work with each? Why can't we work on this together? Type of a thing. See? Yeah. It's instilling the 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 natural urge, the natural urge that human beings, which is to ultimately cooperate and connect with each other. That's natural to us. Isolation is not natural to us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so there's an element of this at first, which is kind of partly putting aside what we our experiences of what we might know about uh, about teaching, but also really taking a, a good cold look at ourselves in the mirror against what you, against those frames that you've identified there about ability to draw out, make things easy, uh, and, and and enable things to flow more more right. easily rather than um, creating blockages in in a ho- in the hose pipe. Mm-hmm. And, and the one other point is to look for the resistance. Yes. Because the resistance is there. Give me an example. Everybody would like to be in great physical shape, right? And it's not rocket science. I mean, you eat well, get some exercise. It's simple. But if you look in America, um, over 60 or 70% of Americans are overweight. And 40% of them are diabetic. So if it's, if it's so simple, what's the problem? The problem is up here, is in the, your mental resistance and the habit or the addiction or whatever's going on. That, that, and that's why as a facilitator, as a, as a leader, is to be able to spot the resistance in a person or in a team and address it, put it on the table. Okay, so what I get, honestly, you guys, I think the only reason we're not getting together with this other department is there's some egos involved. So let's just put them on the table. What do you mean egos? Okay, so then you're gonna have to deal with all that, but that's good and that's communication. So what you're teaching is a life skill. It also happens to be a good business skill. Mm. How to cooperate and get your ego out of the way, right? Yeah. You don't have to have an answer for it. Just have to know, have to be, have a bigger view of seeing what other people don't quite see, which is like I say, the environment and the context rather than getting stuck in the weeds. Yeah. I, I just had something interesting sent through to me a few minutes before this interview, which, uh, and it was, it was, um, I, I get approached by a lot of PR agencies and people uh, who are suggesting, you know, guests for the show and the headline on it, and I won't mention the company and it was about a CEO. And it was an example of, you know, gratitude and accountability and, but it, but it, what it, what it said was um, this particular leader of the company had, um, you know, was kind of so grateful that what they'd done is they'd uh, they'd given every member of staff a free um, two free first um, class um, air tickets to anywhere in the world plus ten thousand dollars. Now, but the, but what was really interesting about that, and if I think about that in a bigger kind of context, was I just felt how inappropriate is that right now? We're a with COVID, but also b with um, you know the impacts on the climate. Um, and so, actually, that was quite a turnoff for me, actually, in terms of as, as in terms of a statement. But I just, um, you know, I felt resistance to it. I, I and uh, and maybe that's an it was an example of how maybe I wondered if some of their employees felt resistance to it. I, yeah. I don't know. You know. Well, see, again, it, it's it's all context, right? It is. So again, obviously, during COVID, that would be a problem to do. But and, but think about this for a second. What if you said took the same thing and you said, look. There's 10 of us here and I want each of you, each of you going to go, I'm going to pay for it. You get, when you get your 10 days of leave, you're going to go to a different country. 
Okay, everybody's going to a different country. And your assignment is I want you to learn something about that, that, that what's going on there in business or whatever, and want to bring it back. And we, how can we use this in our business? I want you, everybody's going to go right. out and do best practices, bring them back. Holy, yeah. What an experience would that be? Yeah. People are going, oh my God, oh my God, you should see what they're doing here and what they're doing there. And oh, I spent some time with this tribal group and the way that they disseminate information and the way they treat their elders and all this stuff. And it comes back and oh my God, now the whole the whole consciousness of the of the, of the business rises. See? So it's not necessarily what you do, it's the context that you put it in. Yes. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna make the biggest difference. Um yes. Oh, and by the way, while you're out there, your job is to create an artifact that uh, 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 to create an artifact that serves the community there after you leave. Mm. So you service project while you're out there. Oh my god! Yeah. Now, now you've just changed. Rather than just going on a holiday, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go out and make a difference in the world. Every single one of us. Yeah, I like I, li- I like that. That's that's um, that's that's great. So, what does um, who who are your ideal uh, clients, and what does the you know, you, you you say you you, know, you have people training in forty countries around the globe. I mean, you know, you must be pretty proud of that. What what's what's um what what's 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 next, or is it? More- well, I've been very blessed, as you said. I, I've worked with some amazingly great organizations, some very big ones like L'Oreal and all their brands, and Singapore Airlines, IBM, and HSBC. Some big, but hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs, right, from mom and pops to solos, to big companies. And uh, every single one of them, I learned a ton. And I think that Marshall kind of instilled that to always be like we were saying, always be interested rather than trying to be interesting. (laughs) Um, And uh, and it's just been amazing. But what I realized, what what Fuller instilled in myself and Robert and many others that he talked to was, can one person make a difference? And so I grew up in the 60s. And my hair was much longer. Um, and I was one of those people that really felt that a person could make a difference. And I believed it. And I believed, I watched Martin Luther King and JFK and Gandhi and these people. Um, and, and, and it inspired me. And, um, but I thought, what, what could one person do? And I thought if I could, learning what I learned about business development and personal development, all the things we're talking about in, in the workplace and would it work? And I did, I did it in my own businesses my own trucking company. And, and then people started asking me to speak and all around the world. And I, I, at one point, I think, Chris, I went around the world twice in opposite directions in less than 10 days, Wow! less than 10 days. I was doing some work with Singapore airlines at the time. And it was, it was amazing experience, but the problem was I was not making a difference. So I made a decision in the early two thousands that I can't do it this way. I need help. And that's when we created a franchise and now the BSTA, um, Blair Center Training Academy, where, t- where my job is to train other people to teach, to train the best teachers, leaders, and facilitators in the world. So I'm going to tell you that the people that come and work with us, half of them want to be trainers and the other half are business leaders that want to be better teachers in their businesses. Mm. And, and, and it's, it's re- these people are, are amazing because we drive, they understand mission, they understand code of honor, they understand values, and they understand what we're trying to do. And uh, the, what holds us together is not a financial uh, connection. What holds us together mainly is a mission. And uh, that's what's next for me for the rest of my life as I see it. <laughs> <laughs> it, seems, it seems like a, a huge amount has been uh, been achieved already. So, uh, um, you know, congratulations on everything. It's, it's very, very inspiring. Um, and I wonder if you've got any final messages that you'd, you'd like to leave us with today. Oh, so many messages. I, you know, I, a message, a, a quick story is that a, a, a colleague of mine is a fellow by the name of Po Chung. Po Chung lives in Hong Kong. He founded a company called DHL. We all know that company. Mm. He founded that company in Hong Kong with about eight people and sold it years ago to Deutsche Post for, with over 200,000 employees worldwide. Wow. And I had the opportunity to work with him for several years on a project in Hong Kong, uh, helping working on the, the university system, as a matter of fact. 
And he said something that I, I wanted to leave with every, every business owner is when we talked about, I talked about the importance of teachers being leaders and teachers being leaders. He goes, yeah, Blair, you know, you're right. And he said this, he goes, it becomes a societal responsibility, a societal responsibility. If you've achieved anything, particularly in business, learned anything to teach it to the next person. Otherwise, as a society, we never move ahead. Yeah, it's a societal. He said, even whether you've been successful or even made horrible mistakes, either way, it's your responsibility to teach, because then we progress. If we don't, we go back to the dark ages. Mm-hmm. And that was I never forgot him saying that. And uh, that's the message. Everybody can do this. It's not that difficult. If you go to BlairSinger.com, we have a ton of programs. Some are free. Some are online. Some I teach. Um, to teach you how to do this. And um, it's fun. It's very rewarding. Um, and it, will, it not only changes the life of the people that you work with, but it changes your life yeah. because it allows you to do what I think that most of us are meant to do, which is to be great teachers, Fantastic. whether Blair. we're parents or business owners, either way. Blair, it's been an absolute pleasure today. I've loved the conversation and lots of wisdom and insight and Sadly, we've got to move on now, um, but thank you. It's been a real privilege. Well, thank you, Chris, and thank you for great questions and a great show. You're very welcome. And uh, on next week's show, we have my, uh, uh, my, my very good friend, Stephen Morris. Stephen's uh, an amazing marketer. He's a, a celebrated artist based out in San Diego, and his latest book is called The, the Beautiful Business and uh, full of lots of wisdom and insight. So I'm going to be talking to Stephen next week. And uh, as, as ever with Stephen, it's always, uh, it's always deep. It's always insightful. It's always, uh, always valuable. So do join us again next week. Blair, thank you so much. been great. Thank you, Chris. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.